The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart. They're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome into episode number 29 of Bates on Broad. I am one of the co-hosts, Sam Wilson, with my other co-host, Jesse Town. And we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Babes on Broad and then me personally at Sam Wills 18 on Twitter and Instagram and Jess at Jessica underscore town with an E13 on Insta and at run this town with an E13 on Twitter. And then if you want to online shop because you're bored during this pandemic, you can go to designtrade.com slash Babes on Broad and buy some of our gear. Let's we'll have to get a good a good like quarantine babe shirt up somehow we'll have to figure it out Joel and bead in the mask <laughs> no <laughs> just spin ideas that's the mask. don't anybody take it but, uh, <laughs> no, but um so when we left off we've had a little bit of a hiatus we had a whole bunch of stuff happening life-wise with this pandemic and all that stuff just got a puppy all that stuff and then when I we did, did try puppy. to record oh look how sweet and then when we did try to record, we had technology issues. So life just wasn't going our way. So I'm sorry for the little hiatus, everybody. I hope you but missed we're back us. And we'll make sure. But we're back. We and when we left lots off of content you, out here. Yes, yes. Lots to talk about. Um, when we left off, we went through each department of our Eagles free agents day or go. And now most of them ha- have been decided. So we'll run through that real quick. Do you want to do the honor or me? You go right ahead. You start with this one because I think you have this whole list in front of you. Okay, yeah. So, Eagles free agents that have a new home or have stayed. <clears throat> Ronald Darby has signed with Washington. Nelson Aguilar has gone to the Raiders. Malcolm Jenkins to the Saints. Vitae to the Lions. Camus Grugier Hill to the Dolphins. Jordan Howard also to the Dolphins. Richard Rogers also goes to Washington. He went there before Darby, so Darby followed him. And then Rodney McLeod is with the Eagles. Mills, Ridgeway, Sudfeld, and Cam Johnson all remain with the Eagles as of yep. now. And then there That's are a couple society. that are kind of still out there. Nigel Bradham, Jason Peters, Vinnie Curry, Tim Jernigan, and Corey Clement are all still kind of floating around in the free agent world out there. Yeah, Bradham um, was released from the Eagles, though. So he's a definite guard. Yeah, they didn't pick up his option. Yeah. yeah. How about Vitae just absolutely getting paid? 
I know. Well, he, we knew that was going to happen. We talked about it. Yeah. He, we he did. deserved to go somewhere. There was going to be a line that needed him and he's a Super Bowl winning lineman. He's going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, he's, he started in the Super Bowl for, in place of a hall of famer who was injured and did a did phenomenal job. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. He, he was great in there. And, and the, the fact that he can play both left tackle and right tackle as well as right guard is, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a good quality to have in alignment, especially when you want someone who can start at all of those positions and has experience playing at all of those positions. And I mean, I mean, good for him. I would have yeah. loved to, it, that was one that we talked about as, you know, a, a nice to have um, as a luxury to be able to keep here, to have that option as a backup to, you know, whoever's at left tackle, hopefully it's, you know, Andre Dillard and, and Jason Peter to, Peters doesn't come back on the chief, but you know, wh- wherever he may be, it, it was, that was a nice to have that we wanted to stay here. But the fact that he was, what is it? 12, he got a 12 million over a yeah. couple, or 12 million a year over a couple years or something. I mean, he's making some good money. I, I don't blame him at all. And I, yeah, I, I'm very happy for him. No. Yeah. That's exactly what we thought was going to happen. It was like our unrealistic. We want him, but we know it's not going to happen because he's going to get paid somewhere. Right. And right. yeah, obviously um, we're not going to dish out that money for a backup. Yeah. So then, so that's kind of where the Eagles free agents have landed or not landed. The Eagles have also made some really interesting moves, you know, address some definite needs. So just to kind of run down that list really quick. So they, you know, just a a piece of information, they picked up Zach Ertz's option for 2021, but that's kind of, you know, an afterthought. They traded for Darius Slay, which was I mean, I think that was kind of the the move that everybody wanted. I think you and I talked about a couple times. Would you rather, you know, draft one or trade for one or sign a big name in free agency, whether of wide receiver or corner? And you and I kind of were both in agreement that we'd rather draft one of these young wide receivers and sign or trade for yeah. a proven corner. And Darius Slay, I think, is... Yeah, the perfect option there. So then they also gave him an extension, three year, fifty million with thirty guaranteed. Um, and I think this year he's only he's only like three and a half against the cap or something. So a really good deal for the Eagles in the way that it worked out. Um, they also signed Javon Hargrave, three year, thirty nine mil with twenty six guaranteed. I mean, you put him in there with Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson. Yeah, and it was. Oh my God, that is one of the moves that like when it first happened, I was like. I mean, it's good. Like, yeah, that makes our defensive line a freaking Dom squad. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I was kind of like, why are we fixing problems we don't need fixed in a way? But sure. um, I'm kind of getting swayed over. I kind of still believe that. I'm like, I'd rather you fix our secondary and not our pass rush, which was one of our best points last year. You know? and. Yeah. When they got healthy, absolutely. Yeah, and then Adam Schefter came out and said that Hargrave is probably the steal of free agency so far. So I think that kind of persuaded me a little bit. I don't know. As long as we still we make improvements, like I would still prefer some kind of wide receiver that's not like a huge name, but just a mm-hmm. wide receiver veteran help there. Yeah, and then draft a top one. I would be fine with that. But I don't, I think I don't for know. Me, it, it really, my determination for Hargrave is what they do with the rest of everything this offseason. I agree. I agree. And I think the biggest thing for me is, obviously, we've talked about time and time again how much they don't value linebackers. You can see it. They didn't yeah. have Adam's option. I mean, obviously, last year they let Jordan Hicks walk, and everyone knows how I feel about that. 
And then obviously you and I talked about how Kamu Bruje Hill is someone they should have kept and we could have started a GoFundMe to raise the salary that he got from yeah. Miami. Like, I, I don't understand. And additionally, they've lost now. That's two captains they've lost. So that's another thing to kind of think about there. But they have like a linebacker and a half on their roster right now. So right now they've what? TJ Edwards, Nate Gary, Alex Singleton is technically still with the team. And then they signed Jatavis Brown for a year, which like I get it. And they don't, we, you know, they don't value linebackers. So if they put a lot of emphasis on the front four and then what's on the back and obviously, you know, another one of these guys that they resign in free agency, they, you know, we talked about, they resigned Jalen Mills. He's going to be that linebacker position. He's going to play that Malcolm Jenkins position role in where Malcolm usually was on the field, which I think is a great adjustment for them. I think Obviously, we talked about how Jalen Mills is not great in coverage, but there's a reason he's so good in the red zone is because Mm -hmm. he can't get beat because there's only so far he can go. But also open field tackling like he comes up and plays the run more often, more often this past season he did. And I mean, in, in the open field, he's so much better than in coverage. If they put the emphasis on solidifying the back end and the front end, kind of what happens in the middle is like, eh. so if they're going to go for it fully. I can see what they're doing and I can see why that Javon Hargrave move made sense. And I do think that it could end up being a steal. I mean, the, the, the reason people are questioning it is because he's a nose tackle and the Eagles, I mean, they play a four, three. So the nose tackle position isn't necessarily yeah. like, right. It, it's not in that formula, but if you just put him on the inside and you put him next to Fletcher Cox yeah. and then you've got Brandon Graham on an end and Derek Barnett on another, and you have guys that are starting to pick up and you are able to rotate a little bit better sheesh and i know I well, mean, that's the thing is like it is no matter what they do it's gonna be a freaking dom squad so that'll be fun to see yeah as long as everyone stays healthy which is you know a huge if in any philly sport ever but i think they my did also do a good job yeah they they did do a good job of kind of adding to that back end of the defense so they they re-signed rodney mcleod on a two-year deal we talked about they brought jalen mills back and they're going to move him to safety they also signed will parks Philly guy. Love mm-hmm. that move. Um, I don't know. Did you see his tweet about Doug Peterson? No. I'll have to find it and send it to you because it was magical, actually. He was answering questions on Twitter the other day and he tweeted something about Doug Peterson being super lit. Like it in all capitals. Like it was really funny and um great to see. Yeah, um, I love they that. also signed Nickel Roby Coleman on a one year deal. So they've got some things working back there. And then obviously they still have Avante Maddox. Sidney Jones, who's been working with... The same guy that Darius Slay works with, right? Uh-huh. I forget his name. Yeah, but he's worked yeah. with, like, top corners around the league. So, so we'll see what happens there. Hopefully. Yeah. And Cravon LeBlanc. So, we'll, we'll kind of see. I, Cravon I not, LeBlanc. That's how I say I was, it. I like that. I prefer that. <laughs> I was not going to be happy going into the draft with Cravon, Avante, and... Sydney being the only three corners here and being your like starting oh, corners. No, 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 like, no. Going into the draft with that thought made me physically nauseous, to be completely honest. So you can see that they're making an effort in spots that they know is a problem. Now, they, the other problem spot is wide receiver. And that's the spot that they have not addressed. Obviously, people wanted to be like, tough and fake mad about Howie's press conference or his interview with uh, Dave Spadaro. He, he can't come out and out 
outright say, we're going to cut Alshon Jeffrey. He's not going to come out and say, we want to trade up in the draft to draft this receiver. He's not going to come out and say those Dude, things. Dude, I agree. He's going to give GM answers. I took, I took that whole press conference, and majority of it, I was just like, yeah, you're just talking to talk right. as a GM. Like, mm-hmm. I, it didn't mean anything to me what he was saying. Yeah. So I still think there's a chance they cut Alshon. I still think that there's a chance that they make a move. I, you know, I do, I, I feel very strongly about the fact that they should obviously draft a receiver with their first uh, round draft pick. Uh, well, I think, and I, yeah, I think no matter what, even if they do pick up somebody, they should still draft a receiver first. So, oh, which brings me to, I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off, but no, there's right that up. rumor you wanted to get into this Brandon Crook. Yeah. Brandon, I keep saying Brandon Crooks, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> so yeah. who put that out? It was us, Bleeding Green Nation. Yeah, I think it was Bleeding Green Nation that said that they were the um, top team to possibly land Brandon Cooks. The rumor is a second round draft pick. I don't want to give up a second round pick for Brandon Cooks. I don't think that's worth it. Uh, so this morning when I was on the morning show, I was like, yeah, like I would give up a second round pick for Brandon Crooks. Brandon Cooks. I keep saying that. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Sam so, like, does know like, his name. Yeah, I do. But so I was like all for it. And then after hearing Jamie Lynch talk about it, he kind of persuaded me just in the fact that like we got Miles Sanders with a second round pick. Like there's this is such a loaded wide receiver draft. It's kind of a high price for that. And then like you start thinking about yeah. it. And now I, I don't think I would. I would give up a third. Or, like, maybe a third and, like, or maybe a second next year. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I would yeah. try to work around it, and I'd be pretty lenient with that. But I don't think I would do a second this year anymore. Yeah, I just think that the Eagles are in such a crucial spot right now that they – this draft is really important. This Which is so scary. Is, yeah. Considering that so they have scary. no information on anybody <laughs> besides their considering college. Considering that – right. Considering that pro days aren't happening and – all they have to go off of is the combine. I mean, I think a lot of GMs are going to be really exposed. And I think a lot of teams are going to be really exposed. And that doesn't even just go for football. That goes for basketball as well, you know, kind of going into this draft. I mean, like, because you're, you're not going to be able to have these pro days, you're not going to be able to have some of these things. And obviously, like the NCAA tournament was canceled. And it really is going to, you know, there are a couple players, for example, that, you know, that was their time to show NBA GMs what they can do and that they are worth a draft pick or worth bringing in for a team camp or or something like that. And I think that obviously this draft is less than a month away at this point for the NFL and they have film to go off of and they have to do everything. And even with like physicals and stuff, like they can't bring, they can't do yeah. all these like pre-draft visits that they usually do. Like teams get like a certain number of draft visits that they can bring guys in, evaluate their character on top of everything else. Like this is a there's a lot riding on this draft for the Eagles and there's a lot of question marks going in which makes it, you know, even more scary and this draft because of the way they've stockpiled their picks and the way that they've set up their contracts for this year and going forward you know, this is a really crucial time for them. And it's either you get it right or you don't. I don't think there's any in between oh, for yeah, them at this point. So there's the Brandon Cooks thing. But then there's the the other big name out there right now, right now is Yannick Ngakwe. And he's another one who he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to be in Jacksonville. 
I don't mm-hmm. know if he's the best troll to ever walk planet Earth or <laughs> really just wants to be an eagle with what he's been posting on social media. Yeah, isn't media. that strange to be posting that? And obviously they're not close to having a deal because that was, what, a week or two ago that he's been right. starting this? Right. And, like, maybe he's just trying to speak it into existence. I Like, I yeah. don't know. But that's another one. So that's, you know, the the conversation has been a first-round pick in 2021. I would do that hands down. I would send him the Liberty Bell. I would send I the mean, Liberty Bell to Jacksonville and I, a first-round yeah, pick mean, next year. My The only thing holding me back from that is my faith that they actually pick up somebody good this year. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust them all the way. So I'm like, do I want to give up my first round next year? So you don't have enough faith in the Eagles to give up a first round pick next year. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that. And I think that's a valid argument. I think that's extremely fair based on what they've shown us over the last couple of years. And truthfully, you know, this ties back into what we were just talking about, about the draft and how this is a scary draft because it's crucial, but there's not all of that stuff can't go into it. So you, I mean, maybe being the devil's advocate, maybe this will be good for them because like last year, obviously I feel like just looking at it, you should have took DK Metcalf over JJ Ortega Whiteside. Yep. And for some reason they didn't because they were probably looking into it too much with JJ. You know what I'm saying? So maybe now this simplifies it. They go purely based off of the film, the proven facts, instead of just measurements, all that stuff, which I feel like DK probably beat JJ and everything. But anyway, like I feel like maybe sometime, maybe it'll simplify it. And they won't get it right and not overthink it. That's a good point. Maybe it doesn't give them the chance to outsmart themselves. Yeah. So we'll see. That's that's really that's an interesting thought. So so that's you know that's that's it. Like it can go one two ways. Either (laughs) and we don't know which one. (laughs) It can show us that they the scouting department and they really just don't know what to look for, or it shows that they've just outsmarted themselves for the last couple of years and they just need to go with that gut instinct. Like yeah. sometimes it's not all smoke and mirrors and it's, it's really just, it is what it is. Like everyone was like, Oh, well DK can't run routes. Maybe he's too big. That Like he's not going to be a great receiver. But, like, the man's a freaking nature. He's yeah. He's literally like the perfect athletic specimen. And we can tell you that looking on the street. Yeah. Like you Watch see the like, man hop over a puddle outside when it's raining and you'll see the athleticism. That's all you need to do. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like that one wasn't rocket science. And then, no. But then additionally, there was the, oh, well, in the red zone, opposite Alshon Jeffrey, jump balls, like, that's his his bread and butter for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And there were a couple times where they were there, and they didn't even look his way. Like, it didn't yeah. happen. So at least, like, I don't know, show me. I, I don't know. I don't want to give up on that kid just yet. Obviously, like, we're still... It's still early. I, yeah, I'm not... Gonna, yeah, yeah, I agree. I would give um, him this year, though. If he, if he turns into... 10 catches this season as well and then I'm blowing it up yeah then then I start to have an issue and like <laughs> and here's the thing I'm always open to them to players changing my mind but I don't want to be on this roller coaster like for me for, perfect example of this is Furcon Corkmas I was that's a good I, analogy I was, I was livid when they re-signed him absolutely livid and when he started hitting shots I was like okay all right I, starting to get you know changing my mind a little bit and then he steps out of bounds more often than like a 12 year old athlete playing any sport for the first time. I've never seen a person step out of bounds more like above 10 years old. And it's just things that he does and makes me so angry. And I'm like, 
just turn it around all the way. But I'm on this roller coaster like this. And I just yeah. I can't do that. So like for Sidney Jones, I'm still open to him turning it around and being this absolute stud. But I can't I can't do this. Like I can't. I agree. I don't have it's over. I don't have that. And I'm the same with JJ as I am Sydney, which is kind of messed up because Sydney's I've obviously given him more time. But if the, he doesn't prove anything this year or if he's injured again, I'm over that boat too. A hundred percent. I just the Eagles are in such a crucial point right now. And with where Carson Wentz is and making him move forward and the fact that they've got this really great offensive line and you've got this good young running back now and the tight ends that you have and you're starting to solidify this defense and you know these guys on the defensive line and I'm not the only one to feel this way I'm not the only one to say this but this is a really crucial point for the Eagles that's going to kind of steer them in a certain direction for the next three to four years and they're 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 not this you know trash tanking football team that's you know trying to rebuild that they're still very much I mean they won the NFC East last year and they were with in the not, playoffs yeah. last year and with nothing yeah with practice squad players and I just think that they have the ability to do something right now and it's so crucial for them to go keep going up and not regress and I don't I don't think the Giants have done anything super exciting the Redskins haven't done anything super exciting no they picked up Freaking round Darby. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. The Cowboys, I don't, what they're doing with Dak, I'll never know. And Am- but they did get Amari again. Yeah. But we have Darius Slay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not worried. Take that. I, I will be interested to see, though, how the defensive scheme operates this year with a true lockdown number one corner like Darius Slay. I would be interested to see if Jim Schwartz switches his mentality a little bit to have him follow a number one receiver instead of just playing. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see how that goes. But I I'm with you on the, um, how crucial this year is. And I think that's the most frustrating part is we have such good areas. Like our areas that are good are freaking good. And I think that's, what's so frustrating because like you have that offensive line, you have that run game, you have Carson Wentz, just get anybody, anybody. That can just catch a football and like you're catch there. Football. And you're there. One job. And then defense. You just get a couple guys that can cover. Yeah. Just just a couple guys. Like anybody. I just I just one job. I'm okay. I am okay with our secondary. I mean, even though Darius Slay is kind of like gonna change it a, a lot. But I'm okay Very with them exciting. just being an okay secondary and being the weakest part of our team. I am a hundred percent fine with that. Because I truly believe that they will, even with Darius Slay, if we just get a decent receiver. It's frustrating. I just need a receiver. I need a, yeah. I need a receiver in this draft. I'd be open. I'd be okay with them trading up in the draft to take a receiver. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay because I – and you know what? There will still be a great receiver there at 21 as well. I'm okay with them doing anything. I just – if they do not take a receiver in the first round of this draft, I – will lose it i think that's on that's unquestionable though they will they will god if they don't so. the city will burn down lincoln financial field like they will people will break quarantine to go find howie roseman yeah and they that's, know where he's at probably because he'll probably be quarantined <laughs> that's like i think that will truly be what what 
breaks everyone in Philadelphia. Everyone who's held strong with social distancing and staying inside and only going out when super necessary to, you know, take your puppy to the vet or get groceries. That'll break that. Like I've been so good about just staying. That will break me. That will break me. I agree. Well, speaking of breaks, send us in a break, Jess. (laughs) So yeah, we are going to take, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to absolutely talk about Malcolm Jenkins and his departing of Philadelphia and our thoughts on that. We're also going to touch on some other things with the Sixers, with the Phillies, with the Flyers, and how everyone's kind of coming together in this crazy time. You're listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into Babes on Broad. And as Jess said, taking you into break, we're going to pay our dues to one great eagle. We didn't want it to happen. Neither of us. We wanted Malcolm to stay. We thought that the whole situation with Brian Dawkins and all of that would kind of be like history not repeating itself. But um, it repeated itself. I just personally don't understand how they could let Jason Peters and Darren Sproles, who don't get me wrong, I love them both. And I think both of them absolutely, Jason Peters obviously is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I think Darren Sproles has an argument for the Hall of Fame as well, 100%. I don't understand why they were given the opportunity to get injured and come back and go out on their own terms. And they were missing games and they were just, I I mean, they were taking up roster spots half the time. Now, Darren Sproles came back on not a lot of money and... Jason Peters made more money and was, you know, also taking up that cap room as well. But Malcolm hasn't missed the snap. He plays extra snaps on special teams. He is the heart and soul of that locker room. And he is the person who kind of held everybody accountable and kept them together. I just don't understand why he wasn't offered that same respect. And I just feel like Joe and I have talked about this a lot. You and I have talked about this. There has to be something else there. Because the money is not very different that he got in New Orleans. So I don't really know what that was. But he's also a person who I think absolutely has a case for the Hall of Fame. And I think that there's a really good chance that 27 is hanging at the link and never worn by a player after a couple years. I agree with majority of what you said. I don't know if I would retire his number, which makes me sound like terrible, but I do love Malcolm Jenkins. I just think that what I don't think he it actually, makes you sound terrible. I just think that what he actually did here, like, yes, he was part of the Super Bowl team. He was a great player, blah, blah. But like, I think there were a lot of people on that Super Bowl team that then you could make a case for trying to retire their numbers. And there's only so many that you should sure. retire. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. think. He's that borderline for me, and I don't think I would tilt that way for him. But I still love him, respect him. think that the Eagles should have brought him back because that's a very good point that they did respect the other. Like Darren Sproles, JP, like brought them back and did all this. And then it's strange that Malcolm didn't get that, you know? Yeah, that, um, that long, really confuses me. Yeah, because Malcolm was only an Eagle for like six years. But how long was Darren Sproles an Eagle before they brought him back? About the same time, right? Not even. Yeah, I think that was the same year. They both came the yeah. same year. From the Saints. Because Darren, Darren was traded here, and Malcolm came here was in free pick- agency. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, he wasn't here if he was here much longer. So, it is, that is a strange way to look at it. I do, I have heard, which is an interesting theory, like this, they possibly could have done this because Malcolm is such a leader. 
And mm-hmm. now they, there's a lot of talk. They are trying to position the team and get players who will follow Carson as their leader. So I, that's a theory of why they would get rid of him. But I, if he's I, I a get true that. leader, he'd be, if he was a true leader, Malcolm, and then if Carson was also a true leader, they'd be working together kind of like a, you're my prodigy, this is yours now, I feel. Obviously, I mean, I don't know. Have you gotten the chance to watch All or Nothing on Amazon Prime yet? No, I have not. So we watched most of it. We haven't watched the last episode yet. But the way you see, there are a couple points where you see Malcolm and Carson interact. And it it's not, you don't see anything but a respect there. And I just mm-hmm. think that because the way that they work through the week and the way like the meetings work out and stuff, unless they're on the field doing specific drills against the defense, they're not always together so I think having someone who's able to hold the defense accountable and be that heartbeat of the defense and then having someone on the offense as well as long as they have a mutual respect and they are working together I don't see where that could be a I don't see how that's a problem I get like I I get I get that idea I see it but I also think that the defense needs someone who's that heartbeat as well as some the offense needs someone who's that heartbeat because when you're on the field in the huddle Malcolm Jenkins like Malcolm Jenkins is not going to be out there in the huddle when the you know the offense needs to put a drive together and go down and score well or yeah when they need I one mean, stop Carson's not out there in yeah the huddle to you know you're right because I mean look at Brian Dawkins he was the leader and he was on defense I mean you're right but at the same time I think because of all the drama like you need in their head I feel like because I don't think this but they might be thinking you need to have everybody wanting to play their best for Carson in a way. Sure. You know what I mean? Because he has, sure. it's looked like people are trying their best for them, but then kind of leaving Carson a dry, like left out to dry. You know what I mean? So maybe that has something. I have no clue. None of us really have no clue. But those are interesting theories. I see where that could make sense. That you know, you want to make sure that Carson is the unquestioned leader of that locker room. I get that, but I just, I just think Malcolm as a person, not everything that he's done for the team, for the city, and the way he holds himself accountable on and off the field, like there's no replacing that. I, I, I just, I can't get behind that. I can't get behind that move, that I, that thought to let him go. Like I, 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 I don't support that at all. And I haven't been this disappointed in the Eagles in something that they've done from a front office perspective, probably since they let Brian Dawkins walk. But that's a lie. Uh, since they cut Deshaun Jackson. That okay, was like yeah. the most recent time I've been that angry at the Eagles from a front office perspective. perspective. But Chip Kelly's a moron and Deshaun's back <laughs> now, so it's fine. But you know what I mean? Like I haven't, like I, other than Deshaun, Brian Dawkins was the last time I was this truly like, I can't get behind that. Sorry. Like 100% yeah. against it. I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to be mad at the organization, you know? Yeah. But I'm speaking just... of the Chip Kelly era, what do you think about the rumors of Shady wanting to come back? A little reunion. I think I that's like it. so interesting. Can you imagine? Can you I imagine like it just all because of a sudden? I like it because we have two young guys. We have Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Obviously, uh-huh. I said it back backwards. Miles is going to be the starter. But yeah. So I think that it would kind of benefit them to have a veteran in there that's going to be a team-friendly guy and knows some stuff 
with the, you know what I mean? Like those yeah. players comes back. So I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. I guess it depends on like his contract, what he's asking for, all that stuff. Sure. But did you see the uh, video that Trey tweeted? It was either yesterday or two days ago. Of it was the Shady's four yard, four yard run. Yeah, I just, I mean, now granted, I, I, he, he does not run like that anymore. He oh, yeah. has to have lost a little bit of a step. But <laughs> I, I forgot what it was like to watch him and do things like that. Chip Kelly is the absolute worst. I know. Every every year around this time, I on my time hop go through and I see all of my tweets from when he traded Nick Foles for Sam Bradford and like <laughs> when he cut Deshaun yeah. and when he traded LaShawn. It oh my, and every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my God. I remember exactly where I was sitting for all of them. Like I was sitting in the nail salon when what? Nick Foles got traded. And I was like, what are we doing? Real quick, an interesting, an interesting thought on the Shady is they felt it was a service to, like you already talked about this, bring back Darren Sproles and give him $1 million and let him go out on his own terms. Isn't that kind of the same thing if they bring back Shady? He's the all-time leading rusher. He was a disservice letting him go because of that situation. So, like, wouldn't it kind of be right for them to bring him back on a one-year deal, let him try to finish his career in Philly, and then if it doesn't work out, let him retire as an eagle. I would absolutely support that as long as because now right now the Eagles are in they have like one of the most one of the top teams with the most amount of cap space left after that kind of first wave of free agency. So I would be okay with that as long as he wasn't gonna take up a lot of money. And as long as Doug didn't like fall in love with him the way he did with Darren Sproles and the way Sproles was like the number one back and then would get hurt. Like I just, I don't want it to like totally screw not screw up Miles Sanders development, but the fact that like Miles Sanders has proven that he can be that starter. And I don't want it to like, I don't think it would because the thing is like, well, I guess Doug kind of has a relationship. Maybe have they crossed over Is Doug, was he on the team when Doug was coaching him? When Doug was the quarterback's coach. Yeah. Okay, so there might be a little bit, but I think that's completely different when Doug basically sure. was running the offense and Darren Sproles was his guy before last year. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, and he had that Super Bowl bond with him where, like, he would just throw him in when he needed him. He picked up for him. So, like, I think it's different. I don't think it would be that kind of situation. And yeah. also, I don't see Shady wanting to coach. Like, Darren, I don't see him as that, like, like, I see him as a good teammate. I don't see him as, like, that family guy. Like, Darren Sproles crosses me as, like, somebody that you want as, like, your brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. And, and yeah, so so as long as he didn't, like, make that weird issue, yeah. then I would absolutely support that. Because I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's such a, so he said multiple times he wants to retire an Eagle. Yeah, which he should. He's the all-time leading rusher. Yeah, I mean, I In think how he many years? That. Because he was let go in an unfortunate time <laughs> i cannot believe that that was for kiko alonso I, I oh my god looking back on that now i mean it was bad then but now you just sit here and yeah. you watch it uh, more and you're like but dude i feel like it's definitely way worse now like then like you were like what's this guy doing but you were kind of like there was such that like during the chip care or chip kelly era it was so like this guy's doing radical moves, but, like, he's a genius. Like, he's thinking outside the box, I feel like. There was that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then it played out, and you're like, nope, you're really just an idiot. Goodbye, you know? (laughs) Bye. 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 Yeah. We tried to help you. We tried to have faith, and nope. Mm -mm. So. Just so bad. 
Yeah, but when it was good, what in the midst of talking about Chip Kelly and letting go Malcolm Jenkins and all of that sad stuff, the coronavirus, staying inside, Ben Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons is an good. Angel. He's an angel. Absolutely. He started this new thing. I guess, I don't know if it's really an organization, but it's a website, thephillypledge.com. Mm-hmm. And you go in and I believe you just enter like your zip code and it comes up with local organizations, nonprofit organizations, uh, like in your area that you can donate to, which is awesome. To yeah. Like and- COVID-19 relief and like Philly Abundance is on there and like yep. to help. And it's just awesome. So you can put in pledges of different amounts of money and you can either remain anonymous or put your name to it and basically it kind of gets spread out to the different places in Philly that need help whether it be food banks or a couple other things to to make sure that Philly's taken care of and it it also shows one of my favorite things about not just Philly but Philly sports is the fact that they I don't think a lot of other cities that have four major sports teams have such a brotherhood or family feel to them the city of brotherly love it really is and i think that's (laughs) something that's so huge about about this town is not so ben simmons started this right then you get the other guys on this on the sixers that are donating tobias harris is one that i've seen posted and then you but scott kingery reese hoskins bryce harper claude Giroux, um zach Ertz, like all of these athletes have stepped up to support something that another one of the athletes from a different team has created. And I didn't even realize, like Ben's not a, he's not like a me, 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 let me talk about me kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even realize yesterday until I saw Michael Rubin's tweet about it, that Ben started it. I didn't even realize just because he's promoting it and trying to get people to, to donate, which I mean, is, is fantastic. So Sam and I, as Babes on Broad, are going to absolutely make a donation. And we encourage, if you are able to do the same, you can remain anonymous, you can put your name out there. But Philly Helping Philly is something that we always try to do. And what we have, we try to do with, you know, talking about some of the different stuff that's going on in Philly. And we try to make sure we're talking about all all kinds of different things. But, you know, also to keep in mind throughout this time, Uber Eats is doing free delivery. So if there's a local restaurant that you want to support around, you know, check, because I think they've also kind of expanded their delivery zones as well a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So check that out. Try to support your your local business and that you want to kind of still be around after this crazy, crazy mess. I know it's nuts. Super. So just to make sure you guys got that, it's thephillypledge.com. Yep. Super easy. And we'll post it. You can Google it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll post, post it. it on our Twitter. We'll post it on our Instagram. And, you know, we hope everybody's staying safe and being a good person, unlike Sean some Harris. people <laughs> that want us to stay inside forever and have never have sports back. And it's super frustrating. Can we talk about how Joel and B literally bullied the owner of the Sixers? Can we just. The, he, we said, listen, Brett Brown we'll said, end on this because it's like a stick it to the man subject. It's phenomenal. Brett Brown said bully ball. And we, we had no idea that this is what it was going to be. Um, Josh Harris tried to cut salaries of employees by, by 20%. And Joel Embiid said, uh, I'm going to donate $500,000. He said, no, 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 you can't do that. Tried to whatever they don't make. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for them to how, wait, can you just, like, think about that for a second. The owner comes out and says this. 
we all take to Twitter and crap all over them and talk about how awful that is to do in this awful time. And Joel and B goes, no, 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 I'll, I'll pay it. How, how sad is that? Like, how horrible of a look is that? And then to have to go out and be like, you know what? Sorry, we changed our minds. That was a bad decision. And then another one of the owners and Michael Rubin is like, uh, just so you know, I did not support this. No, they full on all turned their back on Harris and were like, this was not our idea and none of us support this and you're a jerk. I wouldn't want to be, like, if I didn't support that, I wouldn't want to be yeah. part of that either. You know, people are, this is a hard time. People are struggling. The, the unemployment rates have gone. It's the highest it's ever people. been in the world. It's like 3 million people from the United States are on or filed for unemployment. Yeah. That's it's, nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So. Everybody take care of yourselves and stay inside, stay safe, keep washing your hands and watching reruns of sporting events on TV. Yeah. Did, did you watch Roy Halliday's perfect game the other night? Cause that made me no. happy. We're addicted. We're doing the uh, Marvel series, like the Avengers from beginning Ooh. to end. Yeah. How's so we're going? on, we just, I think we just are halfway. We watched 12 movies. There's 12 left, but oh they're all God. very, very good. I didn't know that. I've seen one Marvel movie ever, and it was yeah. Iron Man 3, and it was mine and Joe's first date. Yeah, dude, so I have only ever seen Black Panther before this, and, like, parts mm-hmm. of the other ones, like Iron Man and a Hulk, I've seen parts of them. No, it's very good. You should watch them. I highly, highly suggest during good this time of boredom. We've watched, let's see, we watched the last season of Shameless that's on Netflix, um... And we watched Love is Blind, which is spectacular television. No. Uh, oh, I... it's okay. But think about how dumb these people have to be to voluntarily sign up for this. I'll and admit the... it. Oh, the I drama. watched it. I watched it. I was addicted. I watched it all at once because I couldn't stop watching it. And I it's hated like myself man. for it. Oh, hated yeah. myself for it. It's so stupid. Oh, it's awful. It's so stupid. Ugh. But and now there's some... two more seasons, and I'm gonna watch them. Absolutely. And waste my life. You know Gosh. what's another? You know what's another really good, really good television program what? that you should watch if you th- if you think Love Is Blind is that crappy, but also fantastic at the same time. Temptation Island. Okay, it's on demand. Never this... heard of that one. Oh, oh, it's phenomenal. It's four couples. That go to an island, okay, go to an island to see if their relationship is, you know, if they're meant to be together. And what it is, is the the guys live in a house with 10 single girls, and the girls live in a house with 10 single guys, and they go on dates and see if they develop connections with other people if they're tempted by these other single people. But... Here's what makes it better. Then at the end of every episode, they have a bonfire where they show them clips of their significant other and how they're acting. And it is phenomenal television. It's unbelievable. And Dude, it's you see my hilarious. face? That pisses me off just thinking about it. Oh, 100%. It makes you so angry, but then you realize you're like, I would never choose to do like who chooses to people do that want to be social media famous. But so here's the thing. They're like, well, I don't know if I can trust him. So we're, I'm, I begged him to come here so he can prove to me that he's trustworthy. Excuse me. Why That's a whole, we can have a whole show just on this, but I, I, everyone out there, I highly, highly 
recommend Temptation Island. This was the second season and it was even more juicy than the first. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. That is what we we binged after Love is Blind. (laughs) Let's wrap this up before TV shows piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't get mad because it's people that true. They're obviously not meant to be together. And it's, they like, they like hate each other. It's so funny. And it makes you feel really good about yourself because you're not there doing that. It's quality, quality. But <laughs> I guess I guess that's our show for today. Hopefully the Eagles continue on this uh, good path they're on so far. We are still looking forward to the draft and, and getting a wide receiver in here, hopefully. As things continue to develop with you know, what's going on in the world and we get some more updates, hopefully sooner rather than later. But thank you for listening to another episode, episode 29 of Babes on Broad. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at Babes on Broad. Follow us individually on social media as well. Check out our our store on designtree.com and we'll talk to you again either later this week or early next week. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. B-G-N. <laughs>